When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Hope you're having a good morning so far. If you're down here in Otatahi, Christchurch, the weather is horrible. But I hear it's horrible all over the country. So take care and uh, I hope you're um, getting excited for the weekend. Because I am, for sure. I've just had a nice, beautiful breakfast from the lovely Mandy delivered. Oh, so good. So lucky. But the one thing, Kempi, she can't do, she can't make coffees. So I'm going to go make my own coffee. But that's okay. Can't do everything, eh, brother? <laughs> you, no, no, you have to do something. That's <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. I a have to do not, something. Coffee's not a bad deal. I know, Kempi. I know. I'm very, good very lucky. Man's. Very, very lucky very in my lucky. household. You felt, you felt the love that they provide. Here at home, and uh, I'm very, very lucky. But I appreciate all the messages coming through. We're talking all Samoa. Samoa taking on uh, Australia this week in the Rugby League World Cup, and we'll rip into some more of that throughout the next couple of hours. But this hour, well, it's going to be mostly All Blacks because the All Blacks have named their squad, their side, to take on England at Twickenham. Oh, it's been a happy hunting ground many a time, but oh, one of my losses, devastating loss, 2012 against the English over there at Twickenham. And Manu Tuilangi, who was playing in the centres, ran rings around us. And another guy that ran rings around me, Johnny May. Oh, I remember trying to ankle tap Johnny May. I thought I'd just give him the outside, uh, Kimpy. And it was probably about three metres space. Uh, that's all that Johnny, Na- Johnny May needed. And he burnt me off. Mm. Absolutely left me for dust. And, uh, oh, it wasn't a happy moment. Yeah, you, you get ran around it. at, uh, at Twickenham. too much. It's, you can't give them too much space. They can't give them too much space. Mm. You never want to get beaten on the inside, so you give them the outside back your speed. <laughs> well, that came back to bite me right in the backside, but that's okay. That's okay. It's going to be an awesome weekend. We've got Vinnie Colgan coming up as well. We're talking racing, uh, the big weekend, the County's Cup at Pukekohe, and uh, Vinnie's riding a couple of champions. So looking forward to ripping into some racing and some Rugby League World Cup after 8 o'clock, Kempe. Had a wee chat. We'll play that for you after uh, 8 o'clock. Barry McDermott, former international player. Um, a couple of messages quickly before we get to Will Greenwood. Morning, gents. Friday is here and a big meeting at Pukekohe, a popo, but New Zealand today, Kempi. So must be a hot one from the chic 
Shake Al Sharok in his backyard. Darcy Labella is in is hot for tomorrow's group too. But you must have some awe for us today. Ideal. Looks good, but Come on, Uncle. Fill our pockets today. That is from Joe. Uh, Any gravy, uh, Kippy? Well, no, I haven't. Al's been up here all week, so I haven't had a chance to speak to him since he's got back down to Taranaki. But you're right, Joe. Ideal looks the one to beat. Got weighted, weighted well um, down the bottom of the down the bottom of the uh, page there uh, with 54 kilos. Got Sarah Amali on it, paying three dollars fifty. Mm. Is not bad money. Supreme Supreme Khan's one to beat, obviously, out of the Walker Stable. Um, but yeah, he's uh, the one Al obviously wants is the Pukekohe one, Darcy Labella. That's what you want to be mm. on. Like, wait for age, uh, should be hard to beat. <sighs> Darcy Labella, look, he's all, he won't send horses unless they're ready. It's obviously oh, uh, carried 57. You got Jay Riddell on top, and uh, mate, it's a wait for age, and it's going to be they're all uh, singing off the same song sheet. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a race. So I'm looking forward to that, Kempi, this weekend. But on that ABs taking on England, your initial reaction to the squad that was announced, that was named overnight, my friend? Were you surprised? Were you happy? Is that our strongest available squad? Uh, yeah, look, I think so. I think the, the obviously the big surprise is Mark Talia getting called into the All Blacks and then picking up the biggest game of the year because this is the biggest mm. game of the year. You know, um, the, the the Irish series yep. down here was the biggest series for us on New Zealand soil, but the Northern Tour, it's always about you, the English side at Twickenham. And Mark Talia obviously didn't uh, done enough last week against uh, the opposition to to, to show the coaching team, that he's worth another crack. I actually thought he went all right. I actually thought Mark Talia went all right. He went but, well. He went well. But mm. it sort of flies in the face of selections when you've taken these guys since the Irish tour all the way around the world and they miss out on the biggest game of the year. So um, that was really surprising for me. I think everything else there, I actually thought Anton Leonard brown done enough to to move in. I would have I would have preferred myself to move Rico mm. to Mark Talia's wing. And put yep. Anton Leonard Brown in its centre. I think that's a stronger, a stronger combination through that back. Caleb Clark, Geordie Barrett, a ALB, Rico Oani. Now I think now we've got some punch. You know what I mean? So um, mm. I'm not selecting the side. Samasoni uh, Tukiaho at hooker against Cody Taylor. Probably, probably, you know, I reckon that's a Jace Ryan decision. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you got to think of that, and then Scott Barrett at six as well. You know, yeah. Scott Barrett probably people were predicting Shannon Frizzell, um be starting there, but maybe that uh, Jason Ryan influence is coming through, and he's seen a lot. He's got a front row seat, front row ticket. He's been there with them for years. Yep, and I and I look, I totally agree. I I, I just think that you know, Jason Ryan knows what he, you know, because because obviously. They're going to target the forward pack, aren't they? They've, they've made that mm-hmm. nice and clear. They think that's where they're going to win the game is their tight five and and really you know grind our our forward pack down. And Jason Ryan's come out and said, "Well, I know these guys, you know Cody Taylor and Geordie Barrett. I know um, mm. Scotty Barrett. I know what he can do." Um, you got Sammy Whitelock in there, captain in the side. You know Brody back playing his hundredth game, uh, and those young front rowers and Groot and Lomax. You know, of course, I think Artie Sevilla's got a point to prove. Man, it's lining up to be a really, really good game. It's going to be a huge game. I've mm. seen the English squad, and they are stacked. They are stacked. You got Alice, Alistair uh, Genge at, at one. You got Kyle Sinclair on the other side. Mario Toje 
has been one of the best locks. So you look at that locking, uh, you know, little the battle. competition there. The battle is going to be huge with Johnny Hill. You got Billy Vulipona, uh, Vunipola at eight, and then in the back line, this is the kid that has been earmarked for a few years now. He showed glimpses, I feel. Marcus Smith at 10 mm. showed glimpses. He's got some razzle. He's only a small man. He's got a hell of a hairdo. But, um, <laughs> you know, he still probably hasn't won over the masses. And I'd love to get Will Greenwood's take shortly. Uh, if we can get him. We're just having a few troubles trying to track down uh, Will. We'll hopefully get him on shortly. But their back line, you got Marcus Smith, Owen Farrell at 12, and then you got Manu Tuilangi. At uh, at thirteen, so that is a formidable inside pairing, mm. and it's going to be that's where it's going to be won or lost. It always is. Johnny May on the left, you got Freddie Stewart at the back, and then you got Jack Noll at uh, at the right wing, and then they've got impact galore off the bench. Marco Vulipola uh, coming off off the bench. You got Henry Slade running out the backs. Ben Youngs played over a hundred games for England. He's running up the halfback position. Look, just on that Mark Tillier situation, I don't mind that. Kimpy, one of my pet hates is at the moment is like these these jerseys and these numbers. They're so treasured and they're so sacred. And one thing that really annoys me is if you just you're giving them away for the sake of it, mm. giving them away just you know just to give them a chance or give them an opportunity. Like you got to earn this. You got to earn it. That's a, that's a sacred jersey, and that's your number. You got you get an All Blacks number. You get All Blacks cap when you receive that. And if he wasn't playing this week, I would have been spitting tax because I feel like he did enough last week. He did a hell of a lot, big job there, and I think he cemented his chance to go and then repay the faith of the selectors. On the other side, I think Caleb Clark, he needs a huge game. Mm. He needs a huge game. You think to 2020 in, in Eden Park when he destructed uh, the Wallabies? He was just so destructible with ball in hand. I, I think we haven't seen that for a while. We haven't seen him um, being the, the Caleb Clark that we've probably seen uh, over the last couple of years. So hopefully he can refine some form and some confidence and repay the, the faith in the selectors. But other than that, I'm reasonably happy. Yep. Cody Taylor's situation with Samasoni Tokiao, that's an interesting one. But I think Cody's found some form as of late. I think he's starting to show signs, and, and, and it's making me confident knowing that uh, um, Dane Coles, the injury, injuries that he's had over his long career with his calves, there's just a little bit of uncertainty there. So we need two good hookers that are playing extremely well um, that will give us confidence. So I'm, I'm not too phased, but double eight, double three on the All Black selections. Is this self-strongest side? Are you happy with the names that have been named in the team? Let us know, double eight double three or 0800 150 Foster, it's gone back to the strongest side. There's a couple of little tweaks here in terms of the wings and uh, in the front row, and it particularly was six. But other than that, everyone picks themselves, and uh, that's a pretty formidable um, all-black squad, I'm feeling. But we'd love to hear your thoughts. Double eight double three on the tempered bedpost text machine. Mate, TJ Perinar. You know what I mean? What a what a oh, comeback! Yeah. What a comeback! Mm. You know, sitting yep. sitting in there in the in the reserves. I think we've got a really strong bench. You know, to match the yep. English. Um, I agree, I agree with you. I think the game, if it's if it's evened up in the forward pack, I think our forward pack can hold their own. Uh, Owen Farrell at twelve, I think, is where we go. I think we go there. Mm. I think we take Geordie Barrett and 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 get that win over Owen Farrell and draw money um, to Alagi into the battle with Geordie Barrett. And then open them up, you know, yeah. Because that's what all, you know. The, the thing with watching Owen Farrell play is that he isn't as aggressive as a as a mm. Jordy Barrett. Like Jordy Barrett, 
I, I liked it last week. The winger for um, Scotland, when he kicked that ball through and he ran chase, he played a really good game, the winger out there on that right edge. I can't remember his name. And, he, and he's chased that ball Vanderbilt. through. And Geordie Barrett's shrugged them. They scored a shrug. Mm. He's picked them up, grabbed a strop and shrugged them to the side. Like, that's a really hard movement. And Geordie Barrett made it look so easy. And I think that type of um, bringing that back to the centre of the field up against the likes of Aaron Farrell, he gets shrugged a couple of times. Manu's not going to have – he's got no choice but to come in and try and help him. Oh. But that honestly, because Aaron Farrell, and he's the son of obviously Andy Farrell and the English, uh, the Irish coach and the league background and the defensive pro- – like he's a, he's a good defender, mm. Aaron Farrell. He's a very, very good defender, and I, I, I just lick my lips at this this battle oh, yeah. that's going to take place <laughs> on the weekend. So like you, you think Geordie Barrow doesn't shy away? I don't know how he walks, mate. He doesn't shy away from the contact area. So you got two buffheads running at each other every single time, mate. It's it's going to be a matchup. Two of the best twelves uh, playing the game, and and the captain on the other side, Owen Farrell, will be doing his best. I'll tell you one thing: against English, you don't do, you don't give them opportunities to to get the scoreboard ticking over. That was our downfall in 2012 when we lost over there, kept being penalised. Owen Farrell doesn't miss, mate. Never misses a no, kick. he's like his old man. He'll slop them from everywhere. His old He'll man was the same. His old man was the same, <laughs> mate, playing for Wigan, playing for Great Britain. Give give mm. um, Andy Farrell a shot at goal. Man, he could kick. Mm. You know, I wonder yeah. what those two So that's what I mean. They, let's have, I wonder if they have <laughs> kickoffs. <laughs> of course, mate. They'll be doing hit-ups. They'll be doing hit-ups. <laughs> Come here, boy. Run it straight. You can't get over me yet. Oh, it's going to be a good matchup. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back with uh, Kempi's off the back fence, and we'll talk more about the All Blacks because there is plenty to debate. They are taking on England, and this is our last Test match of the year before we get into that year. Twenty twenty three World Cup is only around the corner. Are you convinced? Double eight, double three. Love to hear from you. We're going to shoot off. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. As the All Blacks wrap up the year with a must-win game in the UK, it got me thinking about the sacrifices people make to get to the top of their game. While the road to reach the top can be a journey of trials and tribulation, one thing is for sure, many people make huge sacrifices to help their loved ones get to that place many can only dream of. Currently in all sports around the world, our athletes are excelling and exceeding expectation. Man, it's good. And one thing is for sure, someone somewhere, not just the athlete, made those sacrifices to get them to the top of their chosen discipline. So today, on this fun Friday, I thought it would be only appropriate to give a shout-out to all the parents who sacrifice and support, help their loved ones believe in their ambitions and went on to realise their dreams. Because without these parents whose tireless hours of sacrifice Either as a coach, sometimes a taxi driver, and many times a counsellor, have made it possible for our iconic athletes to live out their dreams and finally don the black jersey or the silver fern. So this weekend, when we sit down to watch our best take on the world, grab your glass and raise it and salute the many parents, those that gave us these champions. Actually, in fact, let's raise our glasses to all the parents in New Zealand. Because without their commitment, the lifetime on the sideline and the support and sacrifice, who are the real champions in New Zealand, these people are the ones that got our athletes to the top and on the world stage. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp.
Bang. Yeah, Kempi, look, honestly, I can speak from experience, <clears throat> personal experience, and the sacrifices that mum and dad uh, did for, for me and my, my family just to get us to situation Like a situation, I'll tell you a story. I'll probably tell it before, but um, we're sitting in Te Awonga. We We didn't have much money at all. And um, I had to get to a training from Tiawonga to, to Wairo, which is an hour one way and hour and a half back, hour 20 one way, hour 20 back. We had no money, no, had no gas. <clears throat> and Dad had to go out and uh, had to go to the pawn shop and pawn off our vacuum, uh, our PlayStation, and try and pawn off a lot of things to cash converters and, um, you know, just to find money to take me to training. This one training, an hour and 20 away. Look, and our family was already struggling, but that's the commitment that he's shown to, to get me there. And we drive from, in rain, I remember this day, raining, pouring, yucky weather, and I was, you know, thinking, oh, I'm not going to go. But Dad found a way and uh, got me there. And, and without those sort of stories and, and help from people in your whanau, you're dead right, like, kids wouldn't be able to do what they do and Renee Holmes is a prime example of that. Her old man Kelly who was uh, in Gizzy driving seven hour round trip just to take her to training. Mate, just, there's some stories out there and I know many of you listening will have similar stories and situations that you have to overcome and without those scenarios taking place and the opportunities that your whanau provided, you wouldn't be the person you are today and I know you've got plenty of those too, Kempi. Uh, I, I was sort of sitting down <laughs> at three o'clock again this morning um, and I was just thinking, you know, like we often, it was a shot of reality. We're often looking at the TV and going, look at these guys, you know, they're so good. And I, I, to be honest, I was thinking about the Barrett boys, you know, they're from Taranaki, how hard it would have been for their parents to, you know, yep. let alone have one all right. You got three of them, you're traveling around. And um, and then I just went, actually, you know, we've actually forgotten how they got there. You know, we're talking so much about them being there and being at the top of their game and that they've got to perform. But in reality, like you just said, man, the effort to get there has been tough. You know, mm. your, your, your mum and dad are going out and they're selling the vacuum cleaner so they can get you to training. Um, yeah. you got you got Rene's dad do it, taking seven hours of his day so, so his daughter can go to training to 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 realise their dreams. And like my parents were no different. You know, they travel all the way up and down the country in a in a car that was pakaru and break down all the time. And you know, make sure that they're, they're there to support you on the sidelines or wherever. And I think one of the things, whether you know, and I this is what I said to all parents at the back end, or they have a champion and you played with that All Black, or you play with that Kiwi, you play with that Silver Fern. It actually took a team effort to get them there, and it's them people and yep. them parents and all that support around them. You know, this is a beauty about going back to your club and walking through those doors and going, "Man, this is where it all started." You know, and yep. and my good mate, old Sheikh Sharok, Al Sheikh Sharok, who um, that that story I told about being in that van, and uh, I'll never ever forget it when he said to me, "Don't you ever forget where you come from," and I think nah. this <laughs> weekend let's raise our glass. And tip it to those parents because that's a real key um, message yeah. from that from Sheikh Sharok. I love it, and there's plenty out there, Kempi. There is plenty out there, and look, you think about it. And I try and tell the story a lot with high schools and life. You know, when you're out on that dead end street and you don't have a rugby ball, so you innovate and you improvise and you try and find a way of having that rugby ball, and you're thinking, why me? Why me? You got nothing, you know, at your disposal. 
but you make it happen. And what does that provide? That provides hunger, desire, and a, a real want to go and get it. And and that's what these stories do, and and that's why I love it. Like the parents, they might not have all the money and the resources, but you've got love and you've got care, and you've got a real want to do whatever your kid needs you to do. And uh, that's that's the biggest message you can give. Honestly, if I can make it, anyone can make it. Honestly, my dad and my mom provided me with love and, and hope and, and and moments to get me everywhere. And uh, without that, yeah, 100% wouldn't be where I am today. So I absolutely love that message, Kempi. You're spot on the money there with with the, the sacrifices and and uh, you know the willingness for our Fano and our our parents to do what they do. And uh, yep, yeah, I raise a glass to you all out there. And there'll be many out there listening. So appreciate that. Uh, one from the heart, there, Kempi. I know you've got some great stories, and we're both pretty similar. And uh, absolutely love it. Uh, just on the, another message coming through from Brett. Daggy, what about the Samoan quarterback carving up the NFL at the moment? He loves him, Daddy. <laughs> oh, mate. Are you talking about those dolphins? <laughs> Tua Tonga Vailoa? <laughs> mate, he's good. He is very, very good. And um, that's what I mean, mate. They're everywhere. They are everywhere, and they are having a huge impact on the global stage. And there's no bigger stage when you're in the NFL playing for one of the biggest franchises, the Miami Dolphins, in the big time, in the big smoke. Whew. We've seen and heard champions make history year in, year out on the biggest racing stages. These are the many stars of spring. Yeah, that's right. This weekend sees things heating up at Pukekoe with a few group races set to run. One man who's had plenty of success racing in the 09 throughout his career is our good mate Vinnie Colgan. The great jockey will be on board the favourite self-obsession. How good in the County's Cup tomorrow. And we're lucky enough to have him on the phone this morning joining myself and Izzy for breakfast. Morning, Vinnie. How you going, brother? Tony, how are you, brother? All good, mate. I'm good. I'm good, mate. You must be looking forward yeah, to Vinny. it. You must be looking forward yeah. to it tomorrow, Vinny. Getting heading out on the favourite. How good? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, um, her runs have been outstanding over a short distance. Um, definitely, she goes in the favourite tomorrow, but she deserves to be favourite. Um, she's had the two runs back over fourteen hundred and fifteen hundred, and stepping back up over to two thousand metres. Um, her Favourite distance. Uh, gosh, it's going, to be, it's going to be very hard to beat. Mate, there's been a bit of rain up in, in the AK and in Auckland there, Vinny. Is that going to have pose any problems for South Possession? And how's the track going to play out? Yeah, it all depends how, how bad the track does does become. Um, I'm just looking at the conditions and it hasn't been updated since yesterday. But yesterday the track was a good four. Um, I'm pretty sure they would have done a pentrometer this morning and uh, updated it at some stage this morning. But um, she has had a couple of starts on soft going and she's a winner on the soft going and a last start of a good place getter. So I don't think this track should be too much of a problem this time of year. But all depending, we still have another day and a half before she races, so it could be a lot better by then. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Vinny, what's the major threat come from? Have you mapped out the race? Sorry? Where's the major threats come? Have you mapped out the race? Yeah, well, that all depends on the weather as well. You know, you've got um, South Obsession is definitely the best horse in the race, but then you've got horses that uh, 
probably prefer the track to be or will handle the track a lot better than she will be like, but you know, the Vegas, he's won four and he'd be, you've got the, the mothers in the race, um, Jerry Lane. Um, you've got to go down the field, probably, um, rapid pause and V pause down on the weights. Um, the top weights are hard to have with 60 kilos. Um, you've got, um, just amaze and the mere with, uh, 60 kilos and 59 and a half. So they really have to carry a lot of weight against the rest. Um, but look, it's a very, it's hard to pick horses to beat her, but um, mm. uh, if anything, if the track happens to be really, really heavy, it might just change things around that. All right, mate, you could go back to back. The Breeder Stakes G2, you're on Oscilletta. How's Oscilletta tracking at the moment, mate? Yeah, I haven't actually done a lot of riding on Oscilletta, um, but mm. the Breeders, it's a very smart field. Um, uh, Oscillator's race last start was behind uh, another horse that's running in the same race, Malt Time. Um, but she was a fair way back at Tirapa and she got home really, really strong. Um, and the trainer, Stephen Marsh, uh, is happy with, with the mare. Um, she's going forward in the right place, so she should put in a good effort tomorrow. But in saying that, it's a very strong field tomorrow. Yeah, beautiful, mate. We've got a listener who wants to ask you a question. This is Ted. Hi, guys. Question for Vinny. Out of his six NZ Derby wins, what's his favourite? And has he found a ride for the upcoming one? Huh. Yes, it's a bit early for the Derby yet to pick one just right now. Um, not too much. <laughs> so I'll just, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like to play it closer to the time before I select the horse in the Derby, especially the horses that are yep. uh, in the right form at the right time. Especially, um, but my favourite Derby winner. Um, well, I guess I can't change now. I've always said Zonda, but, <laughs> um, but if, if Zonda's my probably my favourite, probably because it was my favourite horse. Um, but every every Derby I've won has been very special. Mate, do you enjoy, yeah. do you enjoy it out there? Vin, at, at Pukekoe, would it be tough not being able to get a few wins on Derby Day at Ellerslie this season? Well, yeah, well, that's a... It's kind of strange having the meeting spread around T, I mean, Pukekoe and, and Tirapa. Um, definitely not the same as riding at, at Ellerslie. Um, but, look, um, I'm sure Pukekoe is going to put on a brilliant day for us tomorrow, so we just... We've got the car I've got, so we'll just deal with it. All right, mate. We allow punters love a little lead-in. And so they've asked, do you have any winners for us? Your winners tomorrow, obviously self-possession, but you're riding a few during that meeting. Got any winners for us you can back us into? Yeah, obviously self-possession is my best ride. Um, but if you go through all my rides, uh, I've, got a really, I've got a real tough day riding tomorrow. I've got uh, Lashana in race one. It's going to be tough to win from there. She's drawn 16. Uh, Slipper Island, I'm on race two. Look, tough, look, I've got a tough day, Ryan. He's drawn 20. Uh, I've got Just Dance drawn gate 15. I've got Margaret Jean drawn gate 18. Not Guilty drawn <sighs> gate 12. So I've got a really tough day, Ryan. So it's pretty hard to, to um, what's the word? <laughs> to say I'm, I'm going to win on those horses drawn from those bad gates. Uh, yeah. I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky enough in the two main races, I'm drawn seven and seven. So. Um, my other rides, I'm going to have to work really hard for, so I'm um, pretty hard to, to 
say I'm going to win one drawn from those bad, bad gates, but anything can happen, and the track, as heavy as it may be, that maybe those wide barriers might, might be such a bad thing. Oh, beautiful, mate. You've got an opportunity. That's all you need. Vinnie Colgan, absolute champion. He's been around the traps for a while now. Experience speaks volumes. Vinnie, and you've got plenty of it. Thank you so much for your time, and go well. Self-possession tomorrow in the Cup. We're right behind you. Yeah, all the best on the punching tomorrow. Yeah. Good luck, Vinny. Thank you. There you go. Vinny <clears throat> has drawn a horrible day for the rest of his guard and, and the race uh, day tomorrow. But the two main races, seven and seven. He's got an absolute chance. Vinny Colgan riding South Obsession tomorrow. Six-time derby winner. And, well, we're a bit too far out to pick a horse there, Ted. So there you go. He's answered your question. Appreciate it coming through. Would you rather Samoa win this weekend or Warriors Premiership next year? Or that you know, Dale, I wonder if that's yes. I wonder if that's budgy, that Dale, because that's a really good question, seriously. And it's a t- and it's a and it's a hard one to put your your um either you know, each way bet on. Um uh, because yeah. for Samoa, I would love them to win the World Cup. One, I like I love being the Australians, but for Samoa in the game of rugby league. I think it goes to another level if Samoa can get the job done. So I think it's unfair to choose. And and the yeah. Warriors, of course, mate, who doesn't want the Warriors to win a premiership? Like, to, the, the answer to that question is both because we are so heavily um, influenced in rugby league through our Polynesian brothers and, of course, the Warriors being on our back doorstep, that if both were to happen, say say Samoa win the World Cup final and then the Warriors go out next year in 2023 and win the the NRL Premiership, mate. Yeah. What about that power play? Oh, no. that pay? $4 million? <laughs> <laughs> For 50 cents? <laughs> $4 million. Oh, man, it would be awesome. Look, I'm the same, Kempi. I think both would be awesome. And I just know how... What a moment it would be in sport for both teams if they were able to get that done. I'm probably leaning towards more the Warriors because of the the following. But I just know if they did it Samoa, how much of an impact it would have back in the country and for Samoa. So you did right. It's a tough one. Tough one to choose. Both get up. And, well, Paulie Moati's coming up late. Like Pip Morris, actually, and we're going to have a chat to her and say, uh, who are you picking? Who are you picking? I know Can you do us a power play? Can you give us a power play? The Samoa into the NRL Warriors, that'll pay millions. She's one-eyed Penrith, mate, so I know who she's backing. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here he is. Dale Mackay, mate. I'd have to go Warriors, and I'm part Samoan. Bloody tricky. That is from Dale. So there you go. There you go. Kempi, who we got coming up? Yes, well, we got Barry McDermott coming up. I played with Bears over in Leeds, and uh, yeah, he's a fantastic Great Britain player. If you ever get a chance to get on to YouTube, get on in YouTube, Barry McDermott, Wigan, Leeds, Great Britain, great, and you'll see some footage which you'll just go, wow. He was a crazy man on the football field, and Paul Surinan, the great Balmain, Australian second row, knows that only too well. But I had him this morning. It's 8.08 on SENZ for breakfast. Here's me catching up with Barry McDermott this morning. SENZ. Coming to a close, and what a tournament it's been. It may not be quite what we thought it was as far as the finals go, but it's been a great one, and Samoa take on Australia 
this weekend. On top of that, though, the league world is getting right behind Kevin Sinfield, who is close to completing seven ultra marathons. What a legend. In seven days to raise, raise funds for motor neuron disease charities and, of course, his good mate. Uh, supporting him, Rod Burrow. Barry McDermott is a former player and league analyst up there in the UK, and he's with us now to talk about Kevin and the build-up to the finals. Morning, Baz. How's things, mate? Hey, Kempi. Good to speak to you, brother. Yeah, um, looking out onto a wet, windy, miserable day in the UK. I would say that um, if I was talking to somebody from Australia, you, I would say you don't know how miserable it's, it is, but... <laughs> Kiwis, you fellas know what rain is, don't you? <laughs> mate, and just so you know, Bez, it came down in bucket loads last night down here, mate. So it's pretty much the same down here. It's just not as cold. And uh, we both know what that's like, having run around the field together on many occasions. Mate, just to start off with, how have you enjoyed the World Cup so far? Oh, mate, I've loved it. I think there's been some really good stories. I think Greece and particularly Lebanon. Of course, I played for Ireland um, several times, 13, 14 times, and loved every minute of it. I think the home nations haven't done as well as they would have expected. I think uh, Ireland expected or hoped they'd come out of the group stages. And, of course, England fell down. They, they saved their worst game until last week. They were steadily getting to a place where everybody started to gain that belief and faith that they might go on and not only get to the final, but beat Australia. But... My word, um, Samoa and Tonga, for me, that was the game of the tournament so far. But, you know, they've done really well, particularly Samoa, of course. Mate, we've, we're seeing that um, they've got these tiered situations down here they talk about all the time, tier one, tier two. But having Samoa and Tonga stepped up to the plate, uh, along with Fiji, New Zealand, no New Zealand in the final, no England in the final. What do you think? Uh, the international football would look like in the future, given the fact that uh, Samoa play Australia, which no one really picked? Yeah, I mean, it just shows the reward of going with heritage countries. Of course, my I'm born in, in England, but my, my family and my heritage is with Ireland, and I love playing with Ireland. I didn't do it with any sort of view for the future or view to the to the success of, of Ireland. I just wanted to do it because I thought my family would be proud if, if I wore the green of Ireland. And, and I think pride and passion and and, and real sort of um, looking at what they can do for the growth of the game in those particular countries and, and Samoa and Tonga, it, I think it's just been wonderful. A good mate of ours, Kempe, uh, Willie Porchin, his dad, Eddie, who I met on a couple of occasions, you know, the 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 the, the embryos of Samoan Rugby League started, or Western Samoa, as it was back then. I'm even old enough to remember that. Mm. But, it, you know, the work that they put in has bore fruit now. And I, I don't look at it as a negative that England aren't there. There will be a lot of people, and as Rugby League fans, we're always there for the underdog, aren't we? There'll be a lot of people that will want Samoa to... To, to give it and take it to the Aussies. And uh, I, I think they've got a great chance. They've got some tremendous players. And, and like you said, Kempi, if, if the rules of, of, of the two tiers would have been just one country and that's it, you can't play Origin, because that's what muddies the waters for players like, you know, Papaliti and, 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 and the players of that standard, um, Jerome Luai, who have to make a decision, do I do I play Origin or do I play for some more? Because those mm. are the two decisions. And that, you know, the, there's been a loophole there. And I, th- I don't think we should be ashamed of making it as rich and colourful and, you know, varied as we can. Yeah. I t- look, I totally agree with you, Bez. I think it's been fantastic 
um, for the tournament, getting Simone there. It, it's blue down here at the at the moment. You, you mentioned a couple of really good names. I knew Willie's father as well, and of course Willie Poaching was a great ambassador up there uh, for the Simones um, with his playing career and coaching career. Mate, talking about um, players and coaching careers, you've got a, a very good mate at the moment running around UK doing seven ultra marathons um, in. Kevin Sinfield, who's a great guy. We've had him on our show on more than just an athlete. Um, just take, take us through that. How's Kev going, mate? Is he? Uh, I see that he's been hanging out with Will Greenwood there too uh, on the socials. Yeah, what he's what he's trying to do is just gather that momentum the closer he's getting towards Manchester. He started up in Scotland, and Doddy Weir is an iconic rugby union player. And much like my little mate Rob Burrow, it, it's tragic what's happened to, to him and, and Carl Webb, of course, in Australia. It's tragic what happens to these athletes. Uh, and all we can do as teammates is get behind them. But in Kevin's um, particular case here, what he's done, he's, he started off with seven marathons in seven days when we were in lockdown. Um, I, I, I was at a bike at the side of him in, on, on that one. He did 101 miles, the extra mile they tagged it as, uh, and I managed to do 10K with him there. But Kempi, listen, you've run around with me. You know I'm not going anywhere near an ultra marathon. <laughs> all I can do is stand back, support him. We have a we have an ex players WhatsApp group. Um, I should get your number actually, Kempi, and get you on it. But we have an ex players WhatsApp group, and all we've done is keep pushing it, keep encouraging it, and of course see the little man himself because mm. you know these things are the future of of MND and the research that needs to be done and the help and support. But our little mate needs his mates around him. We get and try and see him as much as we can. I know Kev is, 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 is better at that than, than any of us. Mate, it's, it's also very, look, you need to take a, um, take a bit of a pat on the back too. I've been watching it and staying closely um, next to what you boys have been doing up there, which is fantastic supporting our ex-teammate. Mate, just get, what about some of the other stuff that you've done in a long raising money. I know Kev's doing the ultra marathons, which is fantastic, but there's been a lot of other things that other players have been doing. Just give us some of the, some of the efforts that people are putting in up there. Yeah. Well, not everybody can run. Not everybody can do some of those physical challenges. I'm, I'm quite lucky. Um, my, my body, although my shoulders are falling to bits, I'm, I've still got the drive and the motivation to do stuff and get involved when I can. But, um, just just quickly, Rob Burrow's um, wife, Lindsay, who's, who's absolutely amazing, by the way, she rang me up about 12 months ago and said, oh, what are you doing at the end of January? This is 2022. And I said, oh, not much, like an idiot, instead of <laughs> clarifying what I'm putting myself forward for. And they did a Strictly event with people from all over the sort of celebrity world over in the UK. And I only bloody went and won that. You, who would have thought I would have had any kind of dance moves on that. But there's there's little things going along. I've been involved with a racehorse. Uh, it's a racing club where you pay subscription you, that goes to the upkeep and obviously all the profits go towards motor neuron disease and particularly not just the motor, no, motor neuron disease association, which is the wraparound, the umbrella charity that looks every, after everybody with this awful disease, the Rob Burrow M&D Centre, which will be built, it'll be a purpose-built facility in Leeds, uh, and that's the big goal and target. So Beep Beep Burrow um, is, is about to make his debut. <laughs> what a name. Probably four, 
Peaks. Yeah, great. He chose that, Rob, actually. The last one was called Burrow 7. He chose that one. We've had to um, retire Burrow 7. He's gone into a, a different role. He, he's, he's one of those horses now that people with different challenges and you know, people who want to sort of get close to horses, groom them, stroke them, and it's it's a, a thing that's that's about about health, mental health, and and social interaction with 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 those horses. That's what Burrow Seven is doing now. But beat beat Burrow, the new prospect, is about six weeks off off uh, his first race. Oh, well, we have plenty of punters down here, Baz, that uh, like to keep a tab on everything. I'm pretty sure everyone's um, too would be liking to hear that uh, how well that horses go. Is there a website, Baz, that our uh, listeners can go to if they want to support Rob Burrow, uh, especially our mate uh, Kevin Sinfield doing these seven ultra marathons? There is lots of things going on. I'll tell you, the good racing court is where you can sort of see all the details from for Beat Beat Burrow. And I think if anybody's interested in contributing or supporting on whatever level, whether it's a, a message of support or, or it's giving a couple of quid or a couple of dollars over, um, you, you just put Rob's name or Kevin's name into, into your search engine because literally they are both everywhere at the minute. Um, Rob is such a brave human being, such an inspirational guy. He's not he's not sort of gone into the shadows. He's, he's virtually... You know, in in the conversations each and every day with what he's doing, he's he's presented the shirts to the England women team before they played in that New Zealand semi final, um, and uh, yeah, he's just there or thereabouts. So I would say, you you put it in your search engine and you see what floats your boat. Nice, Bez. Hey, Bez, thanks a lot for joining Kempi and Izzy on breakfast this morning. Uh, mate, we'll support that as much as we can. You've done a wonderful job getting behind Rob. Uh, give Kev all of all of our best wishes. He's a champion, mate, for running that, that many marathons over the period to help his mate out. Um, but before we let you go, mate, just uh, one last, one last, I guess, tip from you, Bez. Who wins the final, Aussie or Samoa? Kempi, I've got to go Samoa, Anna. Who wants us to <laughs> It's only Aussie want Australia to win. It's Samoa all the way. I'll tell you what, to this is all our listeners. If you want to um, watch some hard old rugby league footage, tap in Barry McDermott. Played for Wigan, played for Leeds, obviously represented Great Britain. He's now a Sky Sport analyst and a massive supporter of motor neuron disease, along with Kevin Sinfield helping out our old mate Rob Burrow. Baz, thanks a lot for joining us on Breakfast with Izzy and Kimmy this morning. We'll catch up with you soon, mate. Thanks, guys. See you soon, Kempe. S-E-N-Z. There, there he is. Uh-huh. Is he? Bez. Kempe. He's a legend. He is Did you run it straight legend. at him? Not at all. Did you run it at him? You know the worst thing about him? He's only got one <laughs> eye. He's only got one eye, and he, ta- <laughs> he takes his glass eye out and stands in the scrum. Yeah. And I remember going into yeah. the scrum. I was playing 5-8, and the halfback got, got put in a sin bin, and I had to go and play <laughs> halfback and feed the ball in the scrum. And Bez was in the scrum in the front row, and he looked at me. Mate, I just about dropped the football. <laughs> <laughs> one eye one oh eye. boy I want to shit myself mate he played for Great Britain he's, he's at the top of his game he's now a Sky sport, Sports Analyst um, you you put a pad over your eye and get people to run at you mm. and run with you and try to throw you the football and catch it you know what I mean and he was wow. seriously he's one of the toughest blokes I've played with he didn't care who you were if he didn't like you you were in big trouble Everything went out the window. If he didn't like it, he, he didn't like a bloke. His name was Stuart Fielding. He didn't like yeah. him. You know, they're good mates off the football field, but on the football field, mate, the running battles that he had with Stuart Fielding, they're legendary up in the oh. UK. He is such a good bloke. Mate, 
He didn't like Paul Serenin? <laughs> he, he didn't like Aussies. <laughs> he didn't like Aussies. <laughs> yeah, check that footage out with him and Paul Serenin. Paul Serenin is six foot six. Baz is five foot ten. And Baz got him in the jaw with an elbow. Just out, oh. the, out the back door, mate, back then, what he, what he could get away with. He was lethal. So good. So good. Great catch up with uh, one of your old uh, enemies over there in the UK, but an absolute great man. Barry McDermott talking all things rugby league, and he's back in Samoa. Anyone but Australia. And, well, if you go watch that footage, you can get an understanding why he hated Aussie. How good. Thanks for that one there, Kempi. Thanks for carrying us through that and giving us a little inkling of what's going on over there. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back and catch up with Pip Morris. Pip Morris is coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.